You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called The Skills of Connection. I don't know if you can hear outside. I'm in a reasonably soundproof room, but the lorikeets are going ballistic today. So I hope you enjoy the background sounds of nature for this episode. I could edit them out, but let's face it, it's kind of fun to have some nature while you're listening to a podcast. If you want to operate a business, any business, but especially a coaching business, then your ability to connect with people is a key skill that you need to learn, which will help you to succeed. So today I wanted to share some insights on skills that you need to develop to build connection and also to cover some tips on how to become better at connecting with prospective and actual clients. But let's start with the question, well, what exactly is connection? What does that mean? Connection is the attachment and the relationships that we form with others pretty much. It's essential to our survival as humans and it helps us to feel aligned within ourselves and with others. Connecting with others helps us to build trust and rapport and these are two very important criteria that determine whether somebody is going to buy from you or not. So your ability to connect and build that trust and rapport could mean the difference between somebody wanting to buy from you or not. And it's not just about your ability to build connection, it's your ability to reach out and make new connections that is so critical. If you don't do that, if you don't expand your networks and your visibility, it's going to be hard for you to build a business. Coming back to connection, think about the last time that you bought a service and ignoring price for a moment, why did you buy a service from that particular person? Why did you get a massage from that particular person? Or why did you buy a personal training session from that particular person? Or why did you choose that particular coach? Chances are it was because you felt a connection with them, a resonance, a sameness. Maybe you had an initial conversation and you felt that there was a similarity or an alignment of values or a shared experience. And that was what helped you to have enough trust to want to work with them and buy from them. I have a couple of my own examples here just to give you a taste of what this is all about. And there's two examples of times that I worked with a business coach. In one instance, I hired a business coach who was a bit younger than me and who'd only been in business for two years. They had a very specific experience that I didn't have, which was why I hired that person. But the whole time I had this nagging discomfort an uncertainty about their overall business knowledge and therefore their value as a professional and their ability to really help me in the way I needed it. It was a short-term arrangement and at the end of it I kind of got some things that I wanted but I didn't really feel that resonance to want to have a long-term relationship with them, not in a paid capacity at least. Much later I worked with a business coach who was a similar age and had specific experience that I didn't have, so much like the first one, but they were a lot more like me in personality. They had 10 years experience in their specific craft with a proven track record. They had a coaching qualification, they had a team working for them and a book published. And while it was also a short-term arrangement for a specific project, I am still constantly referring other people to them. I'm promoting them and I would willingly go back to them and work with them and I might even approach them for a strategic alliance in the future. 
So the subtleties of my personality fit with those two people, the values, the professional ethics and those sorts of things were really important to me and they're incredibly influential and powerful in our business relationships. So knowing how to connect with people is critically important from a perspective of finding the right people to work with. So you might be hearing something here that it's more about just attracting clients. It's also about knowing who is and who isn't your client. If you aren't working with someone who's your ideal client, if there isn't really a match, there might be problems in the relationship. It might be only a short-term relationship and they might not refer people to you. They may not have a willingness to keep going and buy. So it's a really important thing to think about. In that sense, then, what are the skills of connection? Well, it sounds pretty obvious, but strong connections are built on good communication, common ground and a common meaningful purpose. And if you want to build skills in connection, assuming that you find those people that have that common ground and a common purpose or a shared need or goal, then you also need those skills for communicating. And the first tip is to say, well, what are those skills and how can you practice them and become better at them? So let's now talk about the skills that are required for creating connection. This isn't an exhaustive list. It's just some things that I picked up through my own experience and a bit of research. Firstly, there's obviously active listening, your ability to listen intently on what's being said without thinking of what you're going to say next and to be totally present with the person. That builds rapport and empathy, uh, sorry, rapport and trust. Another thing that's required for creating connection is empathy. That's the respectful understanding of another person's situation without any judgment or opinion involved. There's your ability to ask positively framed big picture questions which open up possibilities. There's your ability to reflect back what you hear someone say, which truly helps them to feel heard. And that's an incredible trust builder. There's also reframing, which is the formula of even though negative, there is still positive. It's that being able to see both sides of the equation and being able to reflect that back to the person so they can see the downside and the upside of something to help them evaluate something. Another skill that's essential for good communication is having respect for the other person as the expert in their own life. If you've ever been in any sort of an advisory or prescribing role, you might have felt the resistance of somebody who doesn't want to do what you think they should or doesn't agree with your opinion. So by having that respect for the other person as the expert in their own life, you're treating them as an equal and that builds connection. Next is your ability to see the other person as resourceful and able to find their own solutions. I think this is a really big one for coaches, especially, or people in any helping professional in profession. You just want to go out and help people, but you can overhelp. You can start to impose your will and your ideas and your solutions on things, and it becomes about your ability to solve problems and fix things more than the other person's own internal resourcefulness. So this is a really important one for building connection. 
People who you can help to empower to find their own solutions will have a far stronger connection with you than someone who relies on you for all the answers, in short. Next is being able to identify shared values or belief in something. This is a really important screening tool before you even work with somebody to be able to have conversations and to connect with people and know whether you have something in common and whether there is a possibility to work together or not. If you're not clear on that, you might end up with a bit of a mixed bag of clients or you might find yourself feeling like you're trying to sell yourself to people who aren't on the same page and that doesn't work. And I think leading on from that, if your, your ability to identify shared values or beliefs really requires you to have clarity on your vision and what's important to you and your values and your purpose. Having your own clarity helps you to immediately figure out who is like me. If you don't know yourself or have that self-awareness, it's really hard to be able to find that relational fit with others. Another skill for creating connection could include leadership. If you're prepared to step into a leadership role, people will see you as a role model and they will align with that shared vision or purpose that you have. And they're drawn to you. Self-regulation is another really important part of great connection. It's a, it's a really important skill. And I'm talking about both the ability to regulate your emotions and behaviours, regardless of what others say or do. So you don't want to be pulled down into somebody else's rabbit hole or pulled down into the negative or to become reactive or emotional around people. Your ability to be calm and level uh, garners respect and it shows a measure of integrity. Finally, and this is kind of one I added ad hoc at the end, but I realised it's pretty important, is your ability to create connection also requires you to have the skill of being able to trust yourself because you can have all of the communication skills in the world, but if you're too afraid to use them, if you're lacking confidence in your ability to meet people, if you don't trust that you'll say the right thing or make a good impression, then you won't be able to go out there and make those connections. So this is kind of an adjunct skill to the skills required to create connections. It's your ability to build trust in yourself. And that often starts with a sense of self-efficacy. In other words, your, your belief that you can do something in certain circumstances. And it might be your belief that you have the skills required to have a conversation and make connection. That's maybe where your trust is going to come from. If you're in the coaching uh, industry, you might notice that these skills we're talking about today largely relate to ICF core competencies. Number four, cultivating trust and safety. Number five, maintaining presence. And number six, listening actively. I'll include a link in the show notes so that you can access those core competencies and see the full details of what's involved in each of them. It's a really useful exercise to unpack them for yourself. Being able to truly listen and understand another person, listen to, I should say, and understand another person is a key starting point for building connection, as you might have heard in that list of skills I went through. And then that trust point is also critical. So just wanting to go back to that point of trusting yourself and your confidence and how that affects your ability to start conversations my question to you is what would help you to feel more confident? Assuming that you had all of these skills, 
what would allow you to actually go forward? And if you don't have that trust, how do you build it? I guess it's about three things. If you're lacking trust and confidence in yourself, there's three steps. It's practicing those skills and therefore developing self-efficacy around those skills and then regularly exposing yourself to new people. You don't have to do them in that order. They may happen in parallel. But I think practicing and developing self-efficacy around your connection skills and your communication skills are going to help you with that last point of starting to expose yourself to new groups of people where you might find prospective clients. So let's talk about how to practice and develop those connection skills so that you do become ready and more confident to speak to people that you don't know and start creating connection from a place of authenticity rather than a place of fear. And before I talk about these ways of practicing, I want to say that no matter where you are right now, no matter what your starting point, you can learn and you can improve your communication skills and you can become better at making connections. Practicing these skills can be done in a number of ways and I'm going to brainstorm a few ideas with you here that I've come up with and I encourage you to also think about other ways that you can think of to build connections and to build these skills. The first way is to pick one of those skills and polish it up. And what I mean by that, well, I'll explain in a moment, but firstly, I should say picking one skill and polishing it and working on it, practicing it is a good method if you're somebody who's fairly confident already and you're a bit of a self-starter kind of person. You don't need other people to help you. You're good at getting up and doing things on your own. How it works is this, is like this. You pick one of the skills like active listening or reflecting and you just focus on that one skill and you practice it, let's say, over the next week with somebody that you live with or people at work or your daily interactions. And then at the end of each day, just to really cement what you've learned in place and to accelerate your learning, you can write a reflection on how well you went and what you learned and what you might do differently next time. So it's a self-reflective practice where you're actively practicing a particular skill, then reflecting on how you went, learning from that and applying it the next day. And once you feel like you've made some progress in that area, you might decide to dive deeper into that particular skill and do more work or reading or research, whatever it is, or to implement into your coaching. Or maybe you feel like you'd like to pick another skill to add to the mix. And I want to add on that last point, it's not just about mastering a skill. It's also about making a habit of using it. It's no good learning a skill and then dropping it to pick up the next one and not following through or having any continuity with the first one. You want to make a habit around using that skill in your daily life. So it's really important not to rush this process. The research by Philip Alali et al, I think it was 2012, on how long does it take to automate a habit is it's around 83 days. That's to automate a habit. But it could be longer depending on what the habit is and how complex it is. If it's using a skill like this, it might take less or around that amount of time, which is about 12 weeks. So I'd say don't rush. Take your time and do it well. Get clear on using a skill and see if you can embed it into your daily life before you move on is my recommendation. So that's the first way of building those connection skills. 
A second way of building your connection skills is watching and learning. And this is a good method if you're not so much of a self-starter, you're a bit less confident, and you may be more of a kinesthetic or inter interactive learning. You're someone that learns by doing and, and mimicking. So what you can do is research coaching or other related videos where people are using these skills or identify people you know who have a particular skill that you want to learn and simply watch how they do it. We biologists know that all animals learn through mimicry and play, and that includes humans. So maybe you want to see how it's done before you do it, or maybe you want to do it with somebody to practice or observe someone who's an expert. Set time aside each week to study and observe others, and that's a great way to see how to do it before you start practicing or during your own practice to help guide you and keep you on the right path. There are heaps of videos on YouTube that can help around coaching. There are also some podcasts that might be helpful. Or maybe your coach training organisation has some sample videos for you to watch and just watch a few times and dive deep into. So this is a good one if you're a bit less confident and more of an interactive learner who likes to see it done before they attempt it themselves. A third way to build your connection skills is to find a mentor. And this is a good method if you're someone who lacks experience and or you're not very confident in yourself or your skills of communication and coaching. There are plenty of coaches around who offer free or paid mentoring and practicing your connection skills at a more professional level, working with somebody who's qualified and experienced is incredibly helpful if you want to get some feedback and tips to guide you as to whether you're doing it right. A fourth way to build connection skills is to join a community of practice. Community of practice is a bit like an alumni, and it's something that many coaching associations and training schools offer so that you have an opportunity to build and practice specific skills with other coaches. For example, if you're an ICF member, you have access to free or low-cost sessions, community of practice sessions. They're one to two hours long, and you learn about and practice specific core competencies, such as maintaining presence or building trust and safety. I recently attended one of these sessions. It was free to ICF members, and I think it was also available to non-members for $50. So it's pretty low cost. It was two hours, and the focus was on maintaining presence, which is that core competency number five with ICF. And most of the session was a lot about doing breakout room work, for practice conversations with other coaches of all varying levels of experience. I gained a lot of insight personally as to how I could improve my coaching presence and maintaining presence, and I got practice with building connection in the process. So that was a great way for me as more of a kinesthetic or a hands-on doing kind of learner to both meet other people and practice a particular skill. I've just outlined four ways that you can start developing the skills of connection and communication, and there might be others I invite you to explore, but at least to decide if you're going to do this, create some sort of a schedule or program or regular practice around it. One last thing I want to say is that you don't need a marketing course to learn how to connect with people. I know I said earlier that connection is an essential skill if you need to run a business and that's around marketing as well, but you'll notice that I didn't mention anything about marketing training or courses here. And that's because 
Communication and connection skills are incredibly valuable and important and required for good marketing. But those courses don't teach you the same sort of skills. And I feel it's better developed in a more personal environment that focus on, focuses on core communication, like the coaching industry offers, rather than on how to sell yourself. I think your ability to communicate and feel confident in that is a prerequisite, actually, for doing any marketing courses. Now, the last point is once you're starting to develop these skills and you're feeling more confident and you have that sense of self-efficacy, what about putting yourself out there? How do you go about that? You might be shuddering at the thought of it right now. But that is actually the next step is to start meeting a wider circle of people where you can practice your skills. Your ability to build a business relies on your ability to build new connections that either might be potential clients themselves or might be able to connect you with potential clients. Whether you do it face-to-face, -face, on the phone, online, in a forum, in a social media group, it's all the same thing. Your ability to start and hold conversations that are meaningful and valuable and to do that comfortably and confidently is essential for business success. Finding ease in communication and conversation skills can break down a lot of those confidence barriers and make it much easier for you to get started with approaching people that you don't know yet or don't know well. To help you on that journey, if you're ready to start broadening your network, I'd suggest you go back to episode 56 of my podcast, which is about icebreaker conversations and five ways to do it. And once you've polished up your connection skills, learning to start conversations is a logical next step to be able to break the ice. So that's where you, where you might want to head next. Just to wrap up what we talked about today, it's about connection and its relevance to building your coaching business. Connection is defined as the attachment and relationships we form with others. It's required to build trust and rapport, and these are two criteria that dictate whether someone will buy from you or not. The skills of connection are really just simply related to many of the core coaching competencies, particularly in terms of building trust, maintaining presence and listening. You also need to trust yourself and feel confident that you can have conversations with people. And the only way to really build that trust and confidence is through practice. Today I talked about five ways to practice and develop your communication skills. Actually, it's four ways. I'm wrong. <laughs> the fifth one is about the icebreakers, I suppose. The four ways to practice are picking one skill at a time and intentionally practicing it, which is great for self-starters watching and learning from others, if you're a bit less confident or like interactive learning, finding a mentor, if you're a bit less confident again and want some feedback, or joining a community and joining a community of practice, which is also an interactive learning modality, which also helps you to network at the same time. And that fifth one is then developing the icebreaker conversations. It might seem like you need to learn marketing skills in order to learn about connecting with potential clients, but I don't think that's true. It's really about the coaching competencies and your core coaching skills and practice that will help you to become a good communicator, a confident communicator, and therefore to be able to build connections with ease and authenticity. 
marketing becomes an extension of that skill set. So once you've polished up those skills and broken the ice, you can go out into the big wide world and start building connections with your newfound skills. And that is the secret to building a thriving, profitable business. Thanks for listening today. I hope that's had an impact on you. Please check the show notes for resources and links. And please share this episode with somebody that you think needs some help with starting their business, who's querying what to do and where to start. This is actually where it it starts. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.